plant. Let's get in her business. Captain Maggie McDonough is the owner and fourth generation captain of the Angel Island Tiburon Ferry. She's president and chairman of the board for the Angel Island Ferry Company, now celebrating almost 65 years serving the community on the San Francisco Bay. fascinated by so many levels of your business from family business, which I know one or two things about, mm -hmm. to mentoring your children, which I want to hear more about because yours are a little older than mine and I need some advice, <laughs> to, <laughs> I mean, your life's on the water. And, I mean, should I salute Captain no, Maggie? No. <laughs> Absolutely is necessary. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Well, we've come a long way from swim team conversations. We did meet. Full disclosure, we did meet about a million years ago when our daughters were on the swim team together. Yes, it's we true. Did. We spent many an afternoon in the lounge chairs going, are you barbecuing this Saturday? <laughs> no, I have the intake. Okay, I'll be at the pit. It's going to be raining. <laughs> oh, boy. It's okay. We all get wet anyway. <laughs> swim teams do not run without volunteers. That's true. And you do a lot of community uh, involvement, I know, still. Well, you know, we, we all have enough, so it's good to give back to everybody. And everybody needs a little lift, right? You know, right. so I mean, when we exit the planet, I'd like to think that we've done more good than harm, right? So mm -hmm. that's beautiful. That's where it is. Okay, so Milton. Yes. Your my father. Your father. Okay. And don't you have a grandfather by the well, same so, name? No. So my great-grandfather came into Tiburon with the railroad. So mm. he initially had a little duck hunting job up there in Petaluma on McDonough Island. And you can see it when you go past the solar field. It's still out there. Wow. They may have renamed it. I don't know. <laughs> but he came into Tiburon and he built a boarding and chowder house mm. twice because it burnt down once. We're not going to get too far into that discussion. <laughs> okay. And he had, I believe it was six children. And my grandfather was one of those children. And he stayed in Tiburon. I'm not sure what happened to everybody else. They tend to be Highland Scotch, right? Scottish. So... If something happens that they don't want the rest of the world, they go, oh, well, that was, yeah, we don't talk about that. So there's things, like, there's things. Okay. Um, but I don't know. So my grandfather was Samuel McDonough II, and he was known as Sammy the Skiff Man. So he was right down there on Main Street in Tiburon. We still have the little ark that he had. and he Right where you board the Angel Island Ferry, Right where correct? we board the ferry boat. Not in its original location, though, because I'll tell you that story. Okay. But he ran the launches to Alcatraz when it was a federal penitentiary. Um, he ran them to Angel Island. Wow. He ran them to, you know, Sausalito. He had the McDonough 1, the McDonough 2, and the Lillian, which was my grandmother's name. And they were all mm -hmm. single cylinders, so they called them single lungers. And, oh. um, you know, it's funny. People will come and tell you stories about your parents or grandparents, and you're like, oh, yeah, sure. Well, I believe it's UC Irvine has all the early newspapers of California on microfiche. And there's stories dad told me that there they are reported. Wow. It's wild. And then um, my grandfather was also responsible for the launch between the North and South Tower of the Golden Gate Bridge. And it was really funny. If you go to our website, you'll see a picture of my dad, my grandfather, and my uncle, Jerry. You wouldn't know that my dad was like 15 in that, wow. right? And he was bitter for years that he didn't. And it's kind of cute. He wanted to run that launch during the construction. No, my grandfather said, you're too young. So they had a, a local fellow by the name of Johnny Blackfoot do it. <laughs> and when just before my dad died at 92, he goes, you know what? I'm like, what? He goes, my dad was right. I'm like, about? He goes, I was too young to run that boat. I'm like, you're 92 all these years? Really, daddy? <laughs> he goes, yeah, that it, it bugged him. But so, yes. So then, you know, 
my grandma married my grandpa, and hence dad, Milton, and Jerry. And my dad always said, I don't like my first name. And he wanted Sam as his first name. But I'm like, it could be Jerome. <laughs> no, no shade thrown to my uncle at all. And my dad grew up there with Uncle Jerry. They ran launches. So they would take these huge rowboats. I still have one in my garage. They'd pull them in and out of the water for 25 cents when the ferries would come into Tiburon. You would be towed out to the fishing grounds and provided with bait and tackle. Wow. Right? My grandfather did a bunch of other things on the water as well. Hmm. But some of it's a little little gory. But, you know. Okay. Okay. You like cement shoes? What are you talking about? So, like, if somebody perhaps jumped off the bridge, he would know the back eddies and he would wait the appropriate – go pick them up. And Mr. Foster, he always would tell me a story. I'd go with your grandfather and – You'd pick somebody up, and then he'd go pay us. He'd get paid like 50 cents or something to recover the person, and then he'd buy everybody a strawberry fizz. And I'm like, my grandfather had a sense of humor. That's well, so dark, but it's so <laughs> well, but, I'm so sorry. Well, but these are jobs that you don't I mean, you don't think about that somebody the, has to. Well, these – And infrastructure probably wasn't the no, same. I mean, when you think about it, with the way my father grew up, is if you needed something done, you did it. Right. Right? Like – when he came back from World War II, and he didn't go overseas, he was running barges filled with airplanes mm-hmm. under blackout in and out of the Oakland-Alameda Channel. He was a dredgeman wow. in the Delta. He ran the San Francisco fireboat. He was a tugboatman. He was many things. He also was a pilot, bar pilot. This is your dad. My now. dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he bought an LCM, which is a boat that you can put a car on. I was just going to say, you have to speak. I'm a <laughs> land lover over here. you got to help me out. So you can, put a, you, know, you can put a car on it, load it on and off. Okay. He converted it to a pile driver. You know those things that have the big hammer that drive the pilings? You know a lot way. about that. I bet you you do. And he built our dock. Oh. Right? And then he moved the family residence, which was where he was born, forward. And then he built this little square, the little building that's there at 21 Main Street today behind it. And he started the ferry boat service when the federal government or the military decommissioned Ayala Cove. He put in and started running over the island. And he and Uncle Jerry renovated a naval launch that they named the Gason hmm. after Gail and Cindy, his nieces. Oh. And so he started running that. And shortly thereafter, he married my mom. And they were married 43 years. Oh. By the way, they only had two fights. One, one fight was when she had to bring the Angel Island down the Sacramento River without propulsion except for an outboard engine and a little pusher. It's a 98 gross ton vessel. She was a little nervous about that. I'm sure. And the other one was when he dumped a 671 Detroit diesel onto her favorite rose bush. But on the other hand, 43 <laughs> years, I think we're doing okay. You okay. know, I mean. So who, sounds like both your parents could sail. Well, th- yes, but my dad was really the boatman. My mom, they had a, one of those beautiful marriages that was super collaborative, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that was from the time because they they didn't have a lot of money. Okay, right. my mom was lucky enough to inherit the house we're in from her mother who bought it from the original builder back in Mill Valley, which I cannot tell you how wonderful that is. And they just worked really hard. She was a seamstress. She cooked. She baked. She cleaned the house. She did the yard. And nobody can say somebody's just a housewife because I saw what she did to keep that house clean. I struggle just to keep the kitchen clean. So right. <laughs> right. You know? Absolutely. So they were true partners. That's in all that unpaid labor that sometimes doesn't get calculated into to family life now. But it should be because... Everybody in family life, if you're married and you have children, it should never be, I'm helping you with this. No, it's your chores together to keep the household together, right? That right. You can't diminish one person's time for the others, right? Absolutely. So, right. So your mother knew how to sail, but... But dad was the, the driver. I mean, he he could do anything. You should have seen my dad in his day. He would come in, there'd be something wrong with a boat, turn around, take the cover off, 
pull out his vice grips and just somehow throttle the boat into dock. He was just that kind of person. So he taught you to sail? He did. Taught me to drive the boats. And uh, at the time when the Angel Island was first built, it was a little trickier than it is today. It's still tricky because she's like driving your cell phone. The Angel Island is one of the boats in your fleet. It's the most iconic one. Everybody knows it that goes to Angel Island. It's the one that kind of looks, they call it the toaster fondly. (laughs) You know, it's kind of rectangular, (laughs) flat bottomed, Mm -hmm. holds 400 people. But That's um, like the Sunset Cruise boat? That's the Sunset Cruise boat. Exactly. The one I will not take out on the open ocean. That's Mm -hmm. a hard no. Okay. But um, we had three buttons on each side, a head, neutral, and a stern, and these toggle switches. And it was one of these situations that when you were approaching, you made your decision, and you, there you were. And it, it took a while. It was very interesting. And now we have regular controls, and it allows you to be indecisive. But there was a beauty to knowing how you were going to dock the boat in a certain way. So what's a for those of us who really don't know what you're talking about, what's a regular control then? <laughs> like two, <laughs> two Morse electric controls where it, your throttles are the same mm. as your gears, right? So okay. if I push it into a head, you're going to go forward. And if you push it more in a head, the RPMs will go up. The speed will increase on the prop. So it's a little more intuitive. You could say that, yes. The other one was like playing a piano. Oh, you pushed buttons like a keyboard. No, like there'd be three and you'd be this and then you'd toggle. Oh. oh, yeah. It was a very, and, you know, the thing is, is before they were regulated the way we are now, and it's a good thing to be regulated. You know, my girlfriend from high school, a friend of mine, we'd come down and run the boat. There's two of us, 400 people. <laughs> what? You know, or three of us, you know. it. Yeah. So you didn't have to be a licensed boat captain or anything? No, you did. But your deckhands, <laughs> it was a different, different world, right? Like, we have mm. more regulations now. And it's a good thing. Like, I think it's fabulous. Everybody's drug tested. Everybody has a background search, you know. Mm. But I'm still lucky because in many ways I get to employ 16-year-olds. I can hire them. They go through the drug testing. And we teach them how to be deckhands. And really, what's a deckhand, right? You you teach them how to interact with the public. There's a challenging event. Some of them. (laughs) (laughs) But the public's really good. Like, you know, despite the news, I, I ran through COVID through the very hot political times and through all the stress. And people are basically good. They really are. They're just amazing and uh, when you see people from all over the world, right? I mean, Tiburon is a, a tourist destination. San Francisco draws. People want to go out on that bay. So uh, that's a big compliment mm-hmm. from somebody who sees a large cut of humanity. Humanity's good. Just don't listen to what they keep telling us. Most of us are good. Some mm. of us were a little itchy, but most of us are good. <laughs> it's okay. Really is. So, how many boats in the fleet? Well, I have three ferry boats. Well, three boats, and then my. Midlife crisis, fast, semi-chambered, aluminum hold, semi-inflatable that gets from here to San Francisco in like 10 and a half minutes on a flat day. <laughs> and what do you use that for? Fun. Oh, well, I, you mean I a, can't buy a ticket to ride could, on that? I, you can. You can charter it for zipping around on the bay. If you want to do it, you will get wet. So choose the day wisely. <laughs> well, we, when you say charter it, does that come with a captain? Yeah. Okay, Absolutely. you don't let Captain. some Yahoo <laughs> no, just no, charter no, the boat no, no, no. drive it himself. Captain Stephanie it, wants to haul No, I, she would. She would. She'd be like this. She'd be like, bye. Yeah. Um, no, it comes with a captain and a crew member. Okay, that's wise. So but, yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. When did you captain your first boat? I think that was when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Oh, frankly, so- I feel <laughs> You know, like solo. Uh, yeah. Now how uh, old were you? I mean, were you 15 or 12 no, well, or something I mean, I driving, that you shouldn't have been? I, yeah, No, not unless dad was there. There were rules. We have to be safe. But, were you on his lap when you were five? Oh, gosh, yes. My mom has pictures of me sitting on his lap as like a three-week-old baby with my little tiny fingers on steering wheels in cars. I'd love to And see on the those. boat. And then she has me on a horse. My dad was a tremendous horseman. Mm-hmm. Has me a bareback on a horse somewhere. 
Do you have siblings, Maggie? No, I don't. One was oh. enough. I kind of I kind of broke everybody, I think, is what really <laughs> I did not know we had that in common. Oh, greatness. <laughs> it is greatness. It is greatness. One and only. Yes, that's right. You know, broke the mold. Nobody right could tolerate more. <laughs> that's right. That's right. As my dad said, if I had 10, you're still the most expensive. I'm like, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and are, are both your parents gone now? Yeah, they, they both passed, uh, oddly, within six months of each other oh. in 2008. Mm. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't miss them. But because, you know, there's people in your life that you move through that have such impact mm-hmm. and are sparkly people. And they were sparkly people. You know what I mean? And it's weird to become, I don't know, I, the lock last of the better word would be orphan, right? You, you'd yes. be, you know, and then the, the next, yeah, right. You know what I'm talking. And then to be sitting at the head of the table, mm. knowing that you're the next one and you know, we all sit here and know where we've been and we know where we're going. I like here, here is good. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I found that every age has its riches, right? You know, mm-hmm. there's beauty in everything. So you just have to take a breath and see it. So how many years did you work together with your dad? Well, my whole life, really. I mean, when dad died, I lost my father, my best friend, my business partner, the whole thing. Don't Wait, where's sim- the tissue? I'm a sympathetic <laughs> crier and a sympathetic vomiter, so don't start oh, crying. Wait, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. So, no, but I mean, really, he was he was all of that. So, he taught me everything. And he was always the one, you know, there's that pr- you're doing Stephanie. I'm not crying. <laughs> okay. So I this, was this actually trying to prof- do a little bit of math. So he died in 2008. He was born in 1915 in Tiburon. Whoa. Right? In the non-existent hospital. Mm-hmm. I think he was... On a boat, I bet he was born on a boat. 12 pounds at birth. I'm sorry. Oh, that's, I'm sorry. That's a little... Um, Bless my grandmother. Urban legend right there. Well, respect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> respect. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, he was, like I said, he was a man among men. He could do things that, that, I've had people come up to me. Here's a story. You know, when he passed, a lot of people came, right? Sure. And it was very surreal because my mother wasn't well at the time either, right? Like they both, when you're married that long and that intertwined, you you don't necessarily regrow that half that you've given. So this man came through the door and he goes, are you Maggie? I'm like, yeah. Falls into my arms crying. Nicest man ever. Turns out. My father had dated his mother before he married my mom at some period of time, right? And he was talking about riding around in the back of the pickup truck and doing all the things that you're not allowed to do today that were a ton of fun, like coming up here to the old drive-in and watching the drive-in movie from the back of the pickup Uh truck, right? That's where Marin Square is now. Right. And he said it was the best time of his life. (laughs) And it was... That was a very surreal period for me because I was comforting many people mm-hmm. when I'm in deep mourning myself. Mm-hmm. And then my poor mom couldn't even show up to the memorial. She mm-hmm. just could she It was too much. Right? You know, and I can understand that she lost half of her soul, right? So yeah. and then, she, like I said, she followed him shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. That's all right. So what did they leave you with? Memories. Lots of memories. They left me with a ferry boat company in a beautiful house in Mill Valley. And... Uh, The statement my dad always said, you know, you can invest money in things, but really not all returns on investment are financial. Mm. So if not all returns on investment are financial, what does that mean? Well, I get to bring joy to people. Mm. I get to get show people a little bit of what I see every day, make them happy. And people in exchange will tell me little nuggets of their lives. Like I met a man the other day. I was driving the boat. He comes and goes, you know, I got married on the island 30 years ago and your dad took me. Oh. Or we were in a ferry boat conference up in Seattle, and we met a gentleman who knew my father. And he and my daughter were exchanging, and he was a darling older man, and he and my daughter were exchanging drawings 
of boats and stuff. It was to hear the stories and the memories that go, the people that know, know. Yeah. And so it was pretty amazing, right? And then, or deckhands. Oh my goodness, you know, going through dad, I've got a gentleman now that works, there's people everywhere, but a gentleman that works Golden Gate Transit, one that travels the world working for Chevron, another one that's a boat designer and engineer, everywhere. And when he passed, the people that showed up, there's only a few, maybe maybe 150, 175, but the number of emails oh. and calls, I mean, it just goes to show you little acts of kindness every day, <laughs> the impact you can have on everyone. It's important because all those things, the, the ugly feelings, anger, hate, all those things, they can be spread just as easily as the good things. So why not be happy and spread the good things, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think it's kind of the motive that he taught me. Take it easy. Hmm. You know? And you have two children. They would say yes. <laughs> and and you're teaching them those lessons also. Well, they're old now. So well, older. Sam's 28. He's married to a lovely gal named Tess. And believe it or not, I'm expecting my first grandchild. <gasps> Very exciting, little boy. Very exciting. Very happy for them. Beautiful couple. And my daughter's 21. Uh, Sam did get his license and work for me, but then he decided to go try something different. Fair enough, right? Like that's life, right? Absolutely. And uh, he now sells legal software for I think it's Everly Law. But Mm. and he's happy. He's doing great. He's got two dogs, and now with the baby coming on the way. I mean, it's beautiful. And my daughter. Becky is getting her captain's license, and you saw, I showed you some of her incredible art. And and she's a commercial fisherwoman. Yeah. We could we call it fisherman. Fisherman. M-U-N. And why? Asexual. Really? Yeah. Well, we, we like to joke with that one, but you okay. call it fisherwoman, you know. But she does great. I mean, she goes out. You should see her in, like, really rough weather, and she's just sitting there eating a sandwich, and I'm like, wow. Well, and she catches fish that are bigger than her. And reels them in. She's five foot and 105 pounds. Yeah, we're going to okay. maybe interview Becky on another episode about um, mm-hmm. a different kind of life on the water. I think that's pretty sick, actually. But, but she's great. She's She trains the deckhands and personality extra. That so one. she works with you sometimes still also? All the time. Oh, yeah. she does. She comes with me to conferences in Seattle if I go back to Washington or we're doing any work around the boats. You know, because our new thing that we're doing now is we're trying to electrify the ferry boat, reduce emissions, Right. So that takes a whole different level to get through all of that. That's very time-consuming. So convert the existing boats from mm-hmm. gas engines to electric? From diesel to electric. Diesel to electric. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Whoa. So you have to become an expert in all kinds of things. Well, idle hands, you know, none of that. Well, <laughs> and I mean, this isn't just um, a business of running ferries back and forth to a beautiful part of the national park system. State, actually. Excuse me, state park system. Mm-hmm. It's about local regulation, state regulation, federal regulation. You're crossing waters. You're at a state park. You have a federal contract, I believe. Or You need to tell me, but I know that you have had to get active at so many levels of regulation. Well, yes. Like like I said, it's sometimes you. I wake up at night and I feel like those detective pin drawings with all the threads going Mm -hmm. out trying – and there's only so much of us. We're not a big corporation or we're not a public ferry, right? We're still the last of the private ferries that is a micro business. Like when you see other small boats, they're carrying a million people a year. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, we carry like at the max we've carried is like 101,000. We're mm. right around the 70,000 mark. This year is lower because I think everybody went to Europe. I think you're right. I'm like, Where did everybody go? <laughs> um, so you've got state. We work with the state park system. So we have their contract. Then we have 
state regulations, employment, all the things that all of us in business have to deal with. Then we have CARB, California Air Resource Board. We're mm-hmm. a short-run ferry. And so no, carbs are the stuff in bread that I try not to eat <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But Carb Clean Air Resource Board, I mean, mm. their whole objective is to make the air better in California, right? So they look mm-hmm. at heavier pollutants, truckers. That's one of the reasons, like our state, we really do have better air. And the other thing is when we're on the coast, like we all are right here, everything we do goes inland, mm-hmm. right? It just does. And, you know, everybody's, if you're in California, you're Californian, so we have an obligation to care for each other. But uh, they mandated that anybody that goes less three miles or less has to be zero emissions by 2026. Okay. Uh, so versus building a new boat, the Angel Island is just perfect for a retrofit. We're going to do the Tam as, or the Bonita as well. Unfortunately, some of the formulas they use now for retrofitting boats, because it used to be diesel to diesel. Let's just hypothetically say diesel to diesel is 350 or just call it $400,000, right? That's, okay. And some things are included like... It's if you were to buy a car in this retrofit purpose, they'd say, oh, the tires aren't included. Oh, this isn't included. Right. It's that sort of thing. Right. To go diesel to electric is about four million dollars. So trying to get everybody to say, yeah, well, 85 percent is great on diesel to diesel. But 85 percent diesel to electric, that 15 percent is a killer. You're still not electric, right? right? I mean, and and everything has to be funded up front, and the percentage rates or the interest rates you'd be charged aren't covered in the in the grant process. So this has been a very dynamic three and a half years. I've been working with Graham Balk from Green Yachts, who's a mad genius, trying to make this happen because neither we make it and we succeed, or we literally stop operating as of January first, twenty twenty six, and that's after sixty five years. So we're gonna make it. Can people help? Absolutely. Uh, they can voice their support. They can come on down. I mean, it's going it, to I think it would be so amazing for Marin County to have the first electric ferry that goes to Angel Island. I mean, how cool is that? Right? It's beyond cool. So how do we get the word out besides this sick podcast? <laughs> well, this rocking podcast run by women. Yes, y'all. I don't know. I have been working on it. I, you have to understand I have, normally don't have myopic vision, but my vision's been like, I get uh. it. Mm. So you just have to keep spreading the word, okay. getting the county supervisors informed. It, you know, our supervisor, Stephanie Moulton-Peters, knows about it. Um, we've had a lot of support there. But, th- you know, it's it's hard to get all the funding you need. And, and there's pieces to this. Like, right, this is a mandated, government-mandated requirement, right? It's it's the right thing to do. Don't get me wrong. State okay? government? State. Okay. So there's other pieces like retrofitting our dock, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, that costs a lot of money to do. I don't have that money. And if I were to receive a grant that wasn't taxed at 50% by the federal government, then my property <laughs> taxes would go up so much that I couldn't, I couldn't afford the facility. Okay. Cause that's just mm. how it works. And there's a piece of me that's like, well, if you're mandated to do this, how can we address the property taxes that will come from it? Right. You know, that's just part of it. So you're mandated to do it, but then. You ha- you'll have mandatory costs as a result. That they didn't think about. They just didn't think about because when I went up to this fairies conference in Seattle, and there, and find- Who knew? I'm sorry, but the regular lay person, who knew a fairies mm-hmm. conference? And that's not like um, little fairy houses in the trees conference. <laughs> I did see her. You referred to as the fairy godmother. I, uh, oh, yes, My you wings are. are currently retracted. Okay. But- up there, these are mostly public ferry companies, right? Mm. You know, government funded. And they're talking about the hundreds of millions of dollars available to do this, which is fantastic. I mean, anything that benefits the marine industry mm-hmm. 
down 100%. And they go, does anybody have an issue with the funding? I'm like, yeah, as a matter of course, I do. Here's who I am. This is what I do. These programs don't apply. And I went through, is there hope for any legislature? Hmm. And there was just stony silence. And of course, you see my peanut, Becky, and Ashley go, crickets? Really? Nothing. Nothing? And I'm like, okay. I'm like, just asking. You know, I'm hoping you'll do some legislation. Turned around to get a cup of coffee. And then this nice lady goes, well, you should be working with your congressional leaders. And I turned around. I'm like, um, I've been doing that for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And they have told me that the money is going to the lobbyists from the big federal or the big public companies. So that's how it's going. And I understand that. I mean, no shade on that either. But there's a number of small carriers out there that are privately held that need help. Yeah. They just, we just do. And, you know, part of what we do as the ferry boat company is we just don't take people out for fun. We're part of the Vessel Mutual Assistance Program, which is the big K boats carry over 149 people. We're required if an airplane goes down, another ferry boat sinks. Wow. Like in Manhattan on 9 11, we activate and go in to assist. So you're all trained to do that. Oh, we're all trained to do that. Gives yeah, me goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. Wow. there's there's so much training we do for this, and I love the training because training makes you better. Because when you have real time, and we like in 2012, we were the Bay Area's uh, Red Cross's life saving organization of the year. We had multiple rescues that we did. Training works. Things, accidents happen. We don't intend for them, to, but you want to be able to take care of it. And so. Yeah, we're responsible for that. We're responsible, like, if, if something happens in Tiburon, we need to evacuate. I'm going to be hippity-hopping to Tiburon and helping, right? Oh, yeah, because there's only one way in and one way out of that Tiburon Peninsula. Well, actually, there's two, two. if you have a boat. Two, you got a boat, and you can go around the backside, but that's not very efficient, right? Mm-hmm. And we all know, if you've been in Tiburon, during the after-school pickup, we all know how that traffic is, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it's same thing for Marin County. You, went, you know... I can move the Angel Island's unique because she's flat bottom. I can bring her up into three feet of water and load it and get people out. Wow. Yeah. I can do that sort of stuff with That her. speaks to this neighborhood too in East San Rafael. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I had to come up, we'd have to figure out how to get people on. But we could do it. Wow. We could do it. Absolutely. That's it's one of those things. You know, I don't I guess that's the other piece of being a family business and what we do. I take this responsibility to the greater community very seriously right you know this show is called in her business because we want to get in your business we want to we want to we want to know we want to know you know it's not just selling tickets and safely taking people no. back and forth there's a whole bunch of layers here and we want to empower other women we want to hear about what it's like to be in what i would say is maybe a man's world only if we let it be well, we're it changing off. that <laughs> change. we're working on we're working yeah. on that but when she landed we off like a bomb If you want to set sail with the good captain, join us for part two, where we talk a little bit more about how her business has changed over the years. Stay tuned. In Her Business episodes, produced and directed by Stephanie Plant and Kalina Cloud. Special thanks to Marble Party for our theme song, Shotgun Superman. Shotgun Superman.